Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. As always, I really appreciate you hanging out with me today. And I am very confident that today's episode will give you both a new perspective as well as a new tool that will help you in moments where you find yourself making choices that later perhaps you don't feel so good about. I have to thank one of my, actually, a few of my 12 Weeks to Transformation clients for this episode, and I'll tell you why. I've shared with you before that within my coaching groups, we have an audio coaching channel. Basically, what that means is seven days a week, I share with them a short audio message Kind of like the podcast, but they're really short. Sometimes they're like less than a minute. Other times maybe they're four to five minutes, but generally within that range. And sometimes it's as simple as a challenge for them for the day or something for them to keep in mind as they go through the day. Other times I share questions or struggles that have come up with another one of my clients, sharing the struggle and then how we're working through it to give them a new tool for their mental or emotional toolbox. And sometimes I'm sharing how I coach myself. Like you guys, I absolutely have moments where I feel challenged, frustrated, tempted, discouraged, or moments where I'm like, I just really don't care. I don't want to do the work. I don't want to try. Doesn't matter to me. And in those moments, more often than not, I try to capture them, capture what I'm going through and how I work through it and share those kinds of things. And as I've shared with you guys before, those ones, how I coach myself, tend to be the favorite of all of the different things that come across in the audio coaching channel. Also, within the 12 Weeks to Transformation, every single week we have a live Q&A. So every week for about an hour, depending on how many questions there are, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more than an hour, I'm basically addressing any topics, any questions, any concerns, any struggles that the people within the 12 Weeks to Transformation have shared with me. Some people are on live and we work them through right there during the live webinar. And then, of course, I record them and send out replays to everybody else in the group. Well, this past Saturday which was the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we had one of our weekly live Q&As and there were a few people who were either on the live webinar or had emailed me ahead of time expressing that they were kind of struggling with holiday aftermath. Whether that is they overindulged and they were feeling just kind of meh and wanting to get back to feeling really great. 
For other people, they were really discouraged and felt like they broke promises that they made to themselves or even like they lost ground, like they erased progress they had worked so hard for. So we were talking this through in that live Q&A, and it made me think of a message I had recorded but hadn't yet aired. In fact, as of the day of this podcast, it still hasn't aired. I think it's scheduled for Wednesday. This podcast airs on Monday. But even though they ha- they hadn't heard it yet, I kind of gave them a sneak preview of what was to come in the audio coaching channel about one of my own struggles and challenges recently and how I worked through it. And after I shared it on the live Q&A, my inbox blew up. So many people emailed me saying that either it was so helpful or that they wanted me to talk more about it. They had additional questions. And I just, my spidey senses were on full alert. This is something that strikes a chord. This is something that can be helpful. We need to talk more about it. And so I decided to elaborate both on the podcast as well as within the coaching channel that my 12 Weeks to Transformation clients have. That is what we are doing. And if you are like, what is this 12 Weeks to Transformation thing? I will remind you that the waitlist is now open for my winter groups. So the waitlist is just an email waitlist because that's where I open up registration first. Registration will open within the next couple of weeks to the waitlist. You can get on the waitlist for my next 12 Weeks to Transformation group by going to the show notes page for today's episode, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 539. Or you can just go to primalpotential.com and search for or actually hit the work with me tab in the upper right hand corner. And if you're like, what is that? How does it work? How is that any different from listening to the podcast? I would say listen to episode 515, 515, because I talk about it there. But you can get on the wait list by just going to the show notes page for today's episode at primalpotential.com forward slash 539. So. Here is what I shared on that live Q&A webinar this past Saturday in reference to one of the coaching notes I was sharing with my clients in just a couple of days. The day before Thanksgiving, so less than a week ago, I was in just kind of like a funk. Just a, I, I don't want to say I was in a crappy mood because I wasn't. I was just really tired. And I had picked up a bunch of food to bring to my aunt's house for Thanksgiving. And my boyfriend and I had gone out to breakfast. And typically, if we go out to breakfast, I always get the same thing. Eggs, veggies, bacon, boom, done. But on this particular day, I was uncharacteristically hungry and also experiencing more cravings than normal. I always wonder, you know, what what contributes to that kind of thing. And so for context... I think that mentally and physically and emotionally, I was experiencing a little bit of like a clearing, kind of like a letdown after having made it through the Masters Club trip a couple weekends ago. Then there was a ton of stress finalizing my book cover and I cleared that off my plate, recording my audiobook, got that done had an offer approved on a new property, a new home for myself, and getting through the inspection and the loan process, got that off my plate, deciding to sell my tiny house and getting that listed. All of this big stuff had just wrapped up. And so there was this mental sigh of relief, like, okay, I can take a breath. And with that, I think generally I went from an all-on 
sort of heightened, alerted sense of being to relax mode. Okay, a lot of heavy stuff is kind of it behind me. I got it done. I survived. I thrived. Everything's good. Everything's great. Combine that with just a general sense of physical exhaustion. I've been going full speed ahead for months and months and months and months and months. And PMS, right? All that to say, I'm sitting there thinking, I just want to eat all of the things. <laughs> like Everything. Nothing in particular. There wasn't anything that I was like, oh, I'd die for a whatever. No, I just wanted to eat all of the things. Like just check out, turn my brain off, turn my goals off, turn my cares off, all of that. And I recorded this audio message for my clients first to say, I'm not superhuman. I'm not immune from those days, from those hours, from those moments, from those thoughts of who cares, eat it all, doesn't matter, etc. right? I'm not immune to those feelings. I absolutely have those days, those moments, those thoughts. What's different is how I choose to respond to them. I'm always looking to Instead of checking out and just following a blind urge, I want to have full awareness of the moment and what's happening. And it doesn't take a lot of time. I shared my response to this feeling, and it only took about two minutes for me to turn the whole thing around. It was a chance to practice. I grabbed my journal. I happened to be home when I recognized that I was just sort of in this funk, not a bad mood, but just like a... Who cares? Eat it all, check out, whatever. So I grabbed my journal, and I could have done this in my head if I wasn't at home. I could have done it on a scrap piece of paper or no paper at all, right, just thinking it through. And here is what I wrote. And in the audio message, I uh, I read verbatim what I wrote in my journal. I don't have my journal with me right now. Um, but basically what I wrote is, I want to eat everything. I just want to check out and eat it all. That is true. And then I wrote, what is also true, just as true, perhaps even more true, is that I don't want to be that person at all. Right? Yes, it's true. I want to eat everything, say who cares, what's the point, Ugh, I'll deal with it next week. It's not going to make a difference. What is just as true, if not more true, is I don't want to be that person at all. That's not how I want to behave. That's not how I want to respond to transitional periods in life. That's not how I want to celebrate achievement or clearing big hurdles in my life. It is just as true that I don't want to be that person. I don't want to behave that way. I want to be someone who doesn't act that way. I want to be someone who, and this is all what I wrote in my journal, again, in a matter of two minutes, I want to be someone who recognizes when I'm thinking that way and intentionally chooses things that make me feel better instead of things that make me feel worse. I want to be the kind of person who creates an entirely different desire. Not the desire to stuff food in my face and check out. I want to be the kind of person who loves taking great care of myself, is always looking to make myself feel energized and confident and proud. I want to be the kind of person who recognizes the emotional funk and says, 
I can make myself feel differently. So then I wrote in my journal, how do I make this shift, right? Because these two things are true. I want to eat everything and I don't want to be that person at all. So what can I do to shift my energy in this moment away from eat all the things, who cares, what's the point, to I want to take amazing care of myself. So then I said, all right, I'm going to shift my mood. How can I shift my mood? I can listen to some upbeat music. I can move, whether that's dance, whether that's air squats, whether that's push-ups. I can go for a walk, get some fresh air, drink some water. Those are all things that make me feel better. And I can sit with this feeling. Like it is okay for me to sit here and think, I absolutely have the desire to eat all the things. And I also don't want to be that person. I'm just going to sit here and experience that feeling. I don't have to act on it. I don't have to let that feeling, that temporary feeling that represents a partial version of my reality, I don't have to let that feeling drive my choices. I can do nothing at all, right? I can absolutely make myself feel better by listening to music, by moving, by drinking water, whatever it is, reading something that inspires me, listening to something that inspires me, or I can just sit here and experience this funk without acting on it, right? So I'm on this live Q&A with my clients this past Saturday, and I'm sharing this story with them. And maybe an hour later, probably not even, in addition to a whole bunch of emails from people who heard that on the webinar, one of my clients posted on Facebook, and and I'm going to read to you exactly what she said. She said, can we talk about, quote, having it in the house, right? Because I shared on the webinar that I, I had things in the house that I was planning to bring for Thanksgiving, like uh, cupcakes, a couple other things like that. So she says, can we talk about having it in the house? She said, I've heard you say, Elizabeth, that you don't keep certain things in the house. Yeah, I keep things in the house that I want to eat, and I don't keep things in the house that I don't want to eat, right? I don't buy candy and keep it in the house or ice cream or breads or things like that because I don't eat those things. So why would I keep them in the house if they're not things I eat? So her comment continued. She said, "Um, you said you had this stuff in the house and you were thinking these thoughts of eating it all. You also said that you used journaling to talk yourself out of it. She says, my recent poor choices were obviously aided by having food in the house. I would like to understand better and deal better with the whole issue of insight and in mind. I had three to four pieces of dark chocolate, um, or I had a habit of eating three to four pieces of dark chocolate that lasted years. I finally cut the cord, she said, actually before starting the 12 Weeks to Transformation. And I still have some bags of it in the spare pantry a couple of rooms away, and I am zero tempted by them. I don't think about them or have to go through much effort to reject them because I just don't think about them. She says, I had a bread and butter snack habit that sometimes lasted months, then I quit, then I returned to it. Bread and butter are always around for the rest of the family. I have not figured out what turns the switch on or off. I can go months with them in the fridge, not ever considering eating them. Then one day I decide to eat them and dang, it takes effort to get them out of my thoughts. Is there a mental workout that I should be doing? Exposure therapy or something? That's what she said. 
In other words, here I am sailing along, having no trouble with pies because there are none in the house. Then here comes Thanksgiving and we have pies in the house and I have say no to pies muscle with which to reject them or ignore them. It seems like my self-care muscle has adapted to the normal temptations, but not to the unusual ones. Here's what I said in response to that, because this is such an important thing. Like, should you just keep this stuff out of sight and then it's out of mind? I don't think it really works like that. In my experience, both in my own life and also with my clients, we can overindulge at a friend's house, at the office, at a lunch out, at a dinner out, when we're going to the grocery store, right? So just to say like, oh, yeah, yeah, keep it out of mind, out of sight, and it'll be out of mind. I don't think that's it, right? So I said to her, the example I was giving on the webinar about wanting to eat the stuff that was in the house, it wasn't just that. It was everything, right? It wasn't just, oh, I want to eat this stuff that I'm bringing to Thanksgiving because it's here. It was very much a broader perspective of like, I want to just eat whatever I want today, not just the stuff that's in front of me right now. It's not about what is around, truly. It's about how you think about it because any one of us can convince ourselves to go to the grocery store and buy a pint of ice cream. Any one of us can go to a restaurant and convince ourselves to order dessert or to eat the bread from the bread basket or to get the pasta dish instead of, you know, fish and veggies or whatever it is. It's not the thing itself, but it is your thoughts about the thing. Proximity is not the be-all, end-all when it comes to indulgence, right? You can, the, the practice here that she's referring to, like, is there something I should be doing, some exercise? It's no different from the exercise that will change the game on whether or not you hit snooze in the morning. You either make a case to hit snooze and sleep in, or you convince yourself to get up and get going. You either convince yourself to stay up and watch another episode of television, or you convince yourself that what's going to make you feel your best is to go to bed. You either convince yourself that you're going to take the day off and eat whatever you want, or you remind yourself that you, in fact, don't want to be that person. It's in how you think about it. That is the practice. Yes, it might very well be true that you would love to have that leftover pie. But what else is true? That you want to be the kind of person who doesn't just eat through everything so that it's gone. You want to be the kind of person who exercises discipline on a regular basis. You want to be the kind of person who takes impeccable care of yourself no matter your circumstances, no matter your mood, no matter your energy level. This is the practice. What else is true? It's not that it's not true that you want to overeat. That might be very true. That all you want to do is check out and numb yourself with food or with alcohol or with shopping or with television or with gossiping. But there is something else that is true. Just like for me, what was also true in that moment of like, whew, I have been running and running and running and running and part of me just wants to check out. That is a very old version of me that I do not desire to revisit. Nothing good comes from that. I never feel good about it afterwards. What else is true? Acknowledge, yes, 
I want to keep eating even though I'm not hungry. But what else is true? You also want to wake up tomorrow feeling amazing. You also want to lose weight. You also want to feel really amazing about your body. You also don't want to feel stuffed. What else is true? What is more true? This happens to me all the time with the gym. Because it's not just about food, guys. This is also about hitting snooze in the morning. It is true that I would like to stay in bed. It is also true that my days are infinitely better when I am up early and productive. Which way am I going to go? How can I shift my energy and my desire from I want to stay in bed to I want to get up? That's the inquiry. That's the practice. That's the practice, right? But it happens to me all the time with the gym. It is true that when I realize it's about time to leave, I don't want to go. I'd rather stay home. I don't want to work hard. I don't want to get sweaty. But what is also true, just as true, if not more true, is that I want to be the kind of person who consistently works out, period, independent of my mood, independent of my time, independent of my schedule or my geography. That's who I want to be. What is also true, just as true, if not more true, is that I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. I want to be the girl they know is going to be at the gym and is going to work hard. I love the way I feel afterwards. So how am I willing to shift my perspective from, oh my God, I don't want to go. I want to stay here. It's cold outside. I don't want to work hard. I don't want to sweat. Two, I'm so grateful that I have the physical ability to go to the gym. And I'm going to go and I'm going to feel amazing afterwards. And this is who I want to be. So this is who I choose to be today. Same thing with communication, right? It is absolutely true that I don't like that my spouse, partner, friend, colleague said this thing to me. It is true that right now I feel really irritated by it. But what is also true is that it's not that big a deal and I don't have to hold on to it and I'd rather be happy than hang on to something small. So how do I shift my energy from I'm super irritated to it's fine, whatever, not a big deal, let it go. What am I willing to do to shift my perspective there? It's all in what you choose to focus on. You either focus on how irritated you are or you focus on the fact that it's really not worth getting upset about. You either focus on the fact that you don't want to go to the gym or you focus on how great you're going to feel afterwards. Either you focus on I want to eat all the things, who cares, it's one day, or you focus on I actually don't want to be that girl at all, that guy at all, that person at all. It's all in how you choose to see it. The practice is, what else is true here? What is maybe more true? Does this urge reflect the kind of person I want to be? What response does reflect the kind of person I want to be? And what am I going to do about it? What else is true here? I want to wrap up in addition to reminding you to really practice that, lean into that, use as many choices as possible, as many thought processes as possible. Catch your thinking and say, okay, I I get it. That's real. That's true. But what else is true? What is more true? What is just as true? Really embrace that practice. I want to wrap up with uh, a meal I loved recently and a workout I loved. You know, actually, I I plan to share a different workout, but 
I had a big first this morning. My boyfriend came to the CrossFit gym with me for the first time. I have been asking him and asking him and asking him for a very long time. And he came with me today and I wanted to keep it short because some CrossFit workouts can get long. It was a 10-minute AMRAP, which means as many rounds as possible or as many reps as possible, same, same, as many rounds as possible of we did burpees, we did deadlifts, we did box jumps. So 10 deadlifts, 10 burpees, 10 box jumps. I took it easy with them on the 10 minutes, but combining burpees and box jumps in your first ever CrossFit workout, that is not for the faint of heart. So that was really, really, really fun uh, for me. <laughs> but yeah, 10 minute AMRAP, as many rounds as possible in 10 minutes of 10 deadlifts, 10 burpees, 10 box jumps. I think on like his fifth burpee, my boyfriend was like, Jesus, burpees are hard. And I'm like, yes, they are. Keep going. Don't stop. But it was nice because um, in the last little bit, he was dog tired. But he kept with me. I was like, come on, up, down. We did it together. And it was it was really fantastic. So that was a fun one. A meal I love. You guys know I am the crazy simple person when it comes to the kitchen. I do not like complicated meals. And yesterday, I was not in the mood to cook. And so I went to the grocery store. I got a bag of frozen cauliflower rice. I got a pre-cooked chicken breast. It was already grilled, cooked, ready to go. And I got a thing of pre-made guacamole. Came home, heated up the cauliflower rice in a skillet, added some salt, cut up the chicken, put some guacamole on top. Boom, done. Less than five minutes. Super easy. Really filling. Really delicious. Fat loss friendly. So... I am excited to hear what you guys think of this strategy that I use to coach myself. Owning how I'm feeling, but then looking for, acknowledging, and acting on what is also true. What else is true as true, more true as that thing you're feeling in the moment. Try it on for size. Let me know what you think. If you're curious about working with me this winter, definitely get on the wait list for the Winter 12 Weeks to Transformation. The link to that is in the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 539. Or you can just go to primalpotential.com, hit work with me, do it that way. If you have no idea what I'm talking about and you don't know how it would be any different from the podcast, take a listen to episode 515 and I will link that up in the show notes as well. Make it a great day. I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, 
liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.